0: Welcome to Conversations About Life.
1: Welcome to Conversations About Life. Thank you so much for meeting with me. I'm here with Deacon Dave. Um, my dad set us up, which I'm really thankful for. And I really appreciate you helping me out as this is a school assignment. Um, but I am also, I've been really looking forward to this interview. And I hope I get something personally out of it.
0: And I hope so too. Yeah. I hope I'm able to share something new for you. Okay. Um, something unique about the Catholic faith. Yes, yes. And i um, looking yeah. forward to... Your questions:
1: can you go ahead, give us an introduction to you. This is my first time meeting you, so I can't yes. introduce you um,
0: I'm Deacon David Camden. I okay. am an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church. Um, I was ordained in 1999 okay. so i've been ordained 23 years. Um, i'm married in the Catholic Church. Uh, mm-hmm. a deacon can can be married. Okay. Uh, I have three children. Okay. Sort of grown it's kind of in between and Um, and my wife is a convert to Catholicism, and I am a cradle Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic. My dad was a convert, um, so his whole family, um, uh, is, um, other denominations. Mm -hmm. So I've had lots of experience growing up between my dad and my, my wife of, Mm -hmm. um, other uh, Christian denominations.
2: Okay, great.
1: And I already shared with you that I am a Southern Baptist or Reformed Baptist. Um, was there a time growing up that your faith became more important to you or more personal to you? Or was it always just grew up Catholic and it was always um, an important value in your family?
0: I think when I was younger, I kind of just... You kind of take it for granted because you kind of do what your parents do, and on Sunday we we got up and we went to church, mm-hmm. and that was the Catholic thing to do. But I think as I got into um, and I actually went to public um, high school um, for well actually from seventh through twelfth grade I went to public school, so I did not receive the Catholic education mm-hmm. and junior high and high school Um, and so but I but I really felt especially maybe when I went to college and I was kind of on my own and I had to figure out things for myself that I was really drawn more to my Catholic faith and you know you're on your own for the first time and you and you're sometimes struggling and you're wondering where you're going and where you've been and where um you know, what what's gonna knock me down next and and you know, I just felt comfort in in the church and in in other Christians. So mm-hmm. it was okay. it was kind of in college that I really mm-hmm. started to feel more connected, I guess.
1: Okay. When did you decide to be a deacon?
0: Oh gosh. You know, it's kinda of funny that when I was young, my my parents never really talked to me a lot about a vocation, you know, like being a priest or anything like that. But then later after I went to the seminary, and the the, the seminary study is a five year program to be ordained a deacon. And um that's why I'm, wor- I'm working a full-time job and okay. and um and my mom when I told her I was going to enter the seminary to become a deacon while still working full time and having kids, she said, well, you know, I'm surprised that you never became a priest. And I'm like, okay, this is the first time. So sometimes, you know, it's a vocation, uh, a person that may have an inclination to a vocation maybe is just never asked. Hmm. And I kind of felt, you know, after graduating college and getting a job and living in the corporate world for 15 or 16 years that I kind of read an article and saw an advertisement and I talked to my wife and I said I think I'm called to to this vocation and that was in 1995 Mm -hmm. and so then I spent 95 96 97
1: 98 and then in 99 I was ordained Mm -hmm. okay very cool all right well, um, what makes you a strong believer that this is truth? I guess a, a believer in your faith.
0: Well, I think that the the Catholic Church is, um, first of all, it's um, totally Scripture-based. That um, the Catholic Church cannot teach or believe anything that is inconsistent with Scripture. And so if you believe in Scripture as the... Living Word of God, then um, you, we have the Old Testament, which is our Jewish roots, mm-hmm. and you have the New Testament, which is our our Christian faith, and um, and from that Judeo-Christian upbringing, um, you know the um, the Catholic Church, um, in my mind, is kind of the unbroken chain of apostolic tradition that that the. Mm-hmm. The, the popes and the bishops, that are all, they're all successors to the apostles. And so sure. I, I feel connected mm-hmm. to Scripture.
1: Can I ask you about Scripture? Because our Bibles are different. Um, so what, what is the difference between our Bibles exactly? And how did that come to be?
0: Interesting question. Very good question. So the, the New Testament is the same. Okay. Uh, the difference are, is seven books in the Old Testament that were actually disputed among the Jewish people around the time, times before and around the time and a little time after um, the life of Jesus. And so you have different Jewish um, groups that have different, what they would call their sacred writings. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't call it the Old Testament because they don't have a New Testament. So right. Um, right. I've had a lot of Jewish friends and, and they, they just call it the sacred writings. And some only subscribe to the Torah, mm-hmm. which are the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. There are others that subscribe to exactly the books that are in the Catholic Bible, and then there's some Jews that, um, that, that did not acknowledge these other seven books because there was no evidence that they were written in Hebrew. Okay. That the, the evidence um, points to the probability that they were written in Greek. And so that caused the Jewish people, uh, some, some Jewish denom- groups, to throw those seven books out. Okay. Um, after many years of of prayer and discernment, and in the in the first um, two to three hundred years of the church, the church looked at it as well, and in the three hundreds um, gathered a council together, and and as the church has done many times over the last two thousand years, and um, basically prayed about it. And talked about it and allowed the Holy Spirit to basically guide their, um, their decision. And the decision was to include these seven books.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, now, now you... some,
0: some, some Protestant Bibles do include those seven books. Right. But they call them the, the like the deuterocanonicals, right? They, call their, they have a separate mm-hmm. section basically for those seven books. But some Protestant Bibles actually do have those books.
1: Okay. All right. What do you think is the most important aspect of your religion
2: and your
0: faith? I think it is the, the combination of um, our total reliance on Scripture, but also the living tradition of the church. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about the, the books that make up the Bible. Well, you know, there's, there's nowhere in the Bible that tell us which books belong in the Bible. Someone had to make that determination. Mm-hmm. Someone had to um, come to that conclusion, and and that came about through what what the Catholic Church calls its living tradition. Okay. And, and um, you know, just like Jesus never wrote anything, you know, there's mm-hmm. one place in the Bible that says when the woman was being condemned to be stoned that he wrote in the in the he sat down and wrote in the dirt. We don't know that he wrote anything or he may have just drawn a picture we don't know Uh but but the but jesus never didn't leave a manual behind
2: Uh
0: um but he he left the apostles the holy spirit Uh and so the catholic church number one nothing that the catholic church teaches can ever contradict scripture Uh ever ever and i think that's kind of a misconception that that the, the Catholic Church doesn't follow the Bible, or there's some, I don't, I don't know. Okay. But, um, but the bottom line is that um, the Catholic Church cannot teach um, anything, and its tradition cannot conflict with scripture. Okay. But, but we feel that we also need this tradition, mm-hmm. because the tradition um, over 2,000 years is what has defined for us, through the, through the Holy Spirit, what books belong in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Why, what, what books, and we believe the books in the Bible are God's word, mm-hmm. you know, written, inspired um, by God. Um, but that determination still needed to be made somewhere along the line. Right. Um, doctrines and beliefs such as the Trinity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, how, how do most mainstream Christian denominations have a common belief? Mm-hmm. In the Trinity but there's nowhere in the Bible that tells us Mm -hmm. what is the Trinity right and um, you know one God in three persons Mm -hmm. and Jesus Christ um, having a divine nature and a human nature Um, those sorts of things aren't really they're not defined in Scripture so um, so those are the sorts of things that continue to um, to evolve and come up mm-hmm. in, in our in the faith and yeah. that we, we trust the Holy Spirit through the Pope and our bishops that they will lead us and guide us
1: okay so the tradition of the scripture which books are are um, written you know inspired by God and then the tradition of of the Trinity, are there other traditions or rituals that are important to you and to Catholicism?
0: Oh gosh, many, there's many, many. You know, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Catholic Church um, there's a fancy word called the Magisterium and the Magisterium is the teaching authority of the Church that we believe that the, the leaders of our Church lead us, guide us, and direct us um, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, you know the the Catholic Church is maybe somewhat unique in that we consider ourselves a sacramental church, mm-hmm. and so um, while while most um, Christian denominations have baptism, mm-hmm. um, the Catholic Church uh, professes actually seven sacraments, and a sacrament is is a sacred moment. It's a it's a special time where where we believe that we receive special graces and blessings from God. Mm-hmm. And and those those times are, are found in scripture. They're found mm-hmm. in the gospels, that one, one of which is, is confirmation, which I know some denominations have, but that confirmation is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. so when a Catholic receives that sacrament of confirmation we rec- we believe that we receive those special graces and blessings the the gifts of the Holy Spirit are poured out upon us um, mm-hmm. at um, the ritual of the mass you know mm-hmm. we, we believe that that Jesus continues to pour out his bless his blessings his graces but also his sufferings um, continue um which is really um, why, in in the Catholic Church, you see a crucifix and not a cross, okay. because it's it's a reminder to us of of Christ's death, of his suffering, his death, his what what he did for us. Okay. We know he rose, you know. We know we okay. we know that he was that he was resurrected on uh, Easter Sunday, um, but. But to Catholics, having a crucifix is is a reminder of the the, the path to Calvary, what Jesus did for us, okay. and so we gather at Mass and we believe that the priest, again through the succession of the of the bishops and um, the Pope and the bishops, that that um, that they have the um, the power um, through their ordination to um, do what Jesus did at the Last Supper, mm-hmm. where he said, this is my body and this is my blood. And we believe that 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 we receive that sacramentally at Mass. So it's a very important ritual mm-hmm. for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you tell me why you guys make the sign of the cross? Is that the same reason as the crucifix to just remind you of, of Christ's suffering?
0: Um we make the sign of the cross at, at different times uh-huh. um, the sign of the cross in and of itself we believe is a prayer okay. that in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit Amen that, that in and of itself that we're invoking mm-hmm. the Trinity we're invoking God so strictly through that prayer mm-hmm. but when we enter church typically there's holy water and a baptismal font sometimes and, and we, we bless ourselves and we, remi- we remind ourselves of our own baptism. Okay. Right. And we begin and we end prayer mm-hmm. in the name of the Trinity, right. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
1: Do you personally have a favorite sacrament or one that means the most to you?
0: Um, probably the Eucharist, the communion, because it is in, in the Catholic Church, there are um, of the seven sacraments, there's three that you can receive multiple times, over and over again. Um, we believe you can only be baptized once. Um, you're confirmed once. Once you're confirmed, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the apostles were confirmed once and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit filled them and they went out and preached the good news and died for their faith. And so consistent with that, um, those are sacraments you can receive once in your lifetime, but the Eucharist you receive or are able to receive every time you you come to Mass. So it's a, and and if we if we truly believe in our hearts and our minds that sacraments are are um, we receive special graces and blessings, then when, every time we receive Communion, we are receiving those special graces, those special blessings.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think is most unique about Christianity but then specifically Catholicism as you know, compared to other world religions?
0: Um, I think that when you look at history that Christianity and in particular Catholicism, you have the whole Jewish tradition. You have thousands of years of the Jewish people and their journey, and their struggles, and their ups and their downs, and, and the prophecy of of the Messiah, mm-hmm. all ha- all occurring in the what we call the Old Testament, or the you know the um, the Jewish the history of the Jewish people, mm-hmm. and and all through through those times, um, the there's prophecy of a coming Messiah. And and when that Messiah comes, um, in the in Jesus Christ, we have the fulfillment of the prophecy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and that and Jesus when he left, when he ascended back to heaven, he in the Gospels he left the apostles in charge, and said you know I and he left them with the Holy Spirit and and so. Um, so we have thousands of years of Jewish tradition. We have 2,000 years of Catholic tradition um, and in, a, in an unbroken chain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that's not to say in the Jewish tradition and in the Catholic Church there have been, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's one of those situations where you love the church, but you sometimes... Um, frown upon some of the things that happened. Yeah. Um, you find that from Adam and Eve all the way to um, the great King David, to Solomon, to mm-hmm. um, all all through Jewish tradi- history, you find great people who sinned greatly. Yeah, and and so the Catholic Church is um, is not without. It's 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 led by imperfect human beings, mm-hmm. um, but it but it's still the Catholic Church, and you, you you just like the Jewish people kept going and kept going and struggled and fell down and strayed away from God and came back to God. They they just kept going, mm-hmm. and I think the Catholic Church is the same way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, um, what? How would you describe God and his nature um,
0: according to your faith? So, um, God is all good, all knowing, all loving. He created each one of us in his image and likeness um, as a gift. You know, life life is a gift. And, and so, um, sometimes in the Old Testament, um, god can be perceived as one um, not so kind and not so loving and 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 sometimes god um, I think god doesn 't make things bad things happen necessarily, but he 's also given us the gift of free will mm. and by giving us free will, he also has to give us the opportunity to fail and mm. not be the fixer of everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's painful. And sometimes that results in painful consequences mm-hmm. um, in our lives and bad, bad things happen. Um, but that has to be part of free will.
1: Right, right. That was also kind of one, one of my questions was how does your um, faith provide a framework for your world, your worldview? And does it provide a path forward? What is, um, how does it put it? Does it provide a guide for your future?
0: Um, yeah, I think that you know everything I do, and it's not always easy. But um, you know, there's many different ways to pray. But when we pray, uh, prayers of petitions, petition, where we're asking God for things. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of my prayer always has to be not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. This is what I think I want. Mm-hmm. This is what I think I need. But but God knows so much more mm-hmm. than I do. Mm-hmm. And and again, He's He's all all knowing, all loving, all good. And um, sometimes the answer to prayer is no. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's yes. And sometimes it's not yet, mm-hmm. and so uh, I have to remind myself continually because our faith is a journey. That it, it's um, you know, God has a plan, and God's in control. Mm-hmm. And what I think I want maybe is not what's best for me.
1: All right. I remember a quote one time that said, there's nothing that you do not have that would be good for you now, because we know the Lord does not withhold any good thing.
0: And that's, that's absolutely right. I
1: think that's kind of be, where the joy comes. Um, be, in the Christian life is just trusting God that we have what we need for life and for godliness.
0: Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if, and if we can live life in that way, we'll be we're so much happier.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: we, we talk about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and when I'm, when I'm blessed to perform a baptism in church, mm-hmm. um, I, I talk to the parents and godparents about what is about to happen with this baptism and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are so much more important than a new car or a new house or, a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's on the, the list of the the. European vacation, whatever, (laughs) whatever's on the list that uh, you'd really like to have. There's so much, the Holy Spirit gives so much more than that, that as parents, we want wisdom, Mm -hmm. understanding, knowledge, courage, Mm -hmm. fortitude, piety. I mean, those are the sorts of things, those are the gifts of the Holy Spirit that, again, um, you, you find those in Scripture. They're in the Old mm-hmm. Testament. They're, they're also in the New Testament, um, in kind of slightly different forms. But mm-hmm. but basically, um, they're they're the gifts that really matter as mm-hmm. as a parent, as a spouse, as a deacon, whatever. You know, the 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 most important thing that I ask for is wisdom. To, to know, God, help me know what to do, mm-hmm. what to think, what to say, what not to say. Mm-hmm. Um, um, give me courage to accept whatever the outcome mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, help me to understand. Yeah. So those are gifts as, as parents. When I talk to the parents of the child about to be baptized, I said, those are the things you need to be praying for. Because those mm-hmm. are the things that are going to help you raise your child as a Christian.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So the next few questions have to do with the church's interaction with the world. So um, how does the church handle societal issues, such as um, divorce or uh, teen pregnancy, um, sex outside of marriage, intermarriage? Um, I guess, what is the nature of the church's relationship with social justice and social movements?
0: we actually have in the Archdiocese of St. Louis social justice ministry. Hmm. And, and so I it's it's that. a okay. it's a very important aspect to our faith. And I always the the, the first thing that comes to mind is and, and not not all of what you've just said applies mm-hmm. but but the um, but my view is that you you can hate the sin but love the sinner, mm-hmm. and so um, you know. You talk about teen pregnancy. the The Catholic mm-hmm. Church opens its doors in many different ways in mm-hmm. in um, you know different um, places. That a an unexpected pregnancy, that a teen pregnancy, the parents sometimes just kick the teen out of the house, mm-hmm. and and we welcome them into. You know sanctuaries that that we have, that we sponsor, that we fund, that we pay for. Um, we we assist them um, all through, um, you know, having the child and and even into, um, you know, the the early months and years of of that child's life. Um, the. When you say intermarriage, you... Like is that...
1: interracial marriage or intercaste marriage, I suppose. Oh,
0: I, I, the, the, the church looks at every person, born and unborn, mm-hmm. as born in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. That from the time of conception, that, that person ha- is infused with an immortal soul. And so all life matters. Mm-hmm. And... And so, um, it, it would absolutely n- be. Um, it would be. It wouldn't even be conceived that an intermarriage right. would right. be would be an, an issue, or it would be right. a problem, or um, you know that that's just something that doesn't even register mm-hmm. um, because um, it's it's unimportant. we we're, we're all the same.
1: Right, right. Okay. Um, How does the church um, react or provide understanding concerning violence in society? Past violence, future violence, I guess, um, uh, wars, especially religious um, wars.
0: So there's a lot there, particularly, (laughs) and, and you can look throughout history. And there's, there's plenty of finger pointing that can be done, mm-hmm. but in general, church, church teaching is that we're opposed to any unnecessary violence. Mm-hmm. Um, the church would say that we have the right to defend ourselves, mm-hmm. and, but, but we don't have a right to initiate violence or violent behavior on anyone um, that's unprovoked mm-hmm. that um, there's a I guess a, a question if, if you're in war and if you're, if you're an American, a Catholic American in um, World War II Germany and you're fighting for the freedom of the world mm-hmm. is it okay to shoot the enemy and the answer is yes that okay. because because you have the right to defend yourself okay um but but violence is never considered justified um just in and of itself
2: right
1: okay um I, back to what you're saying about the way the church has um interacted with those in need that's that's really, I think that's one of the main functions of the church. Um, and uh, is there has there been a personal time where the church was there for you um, personally, or your family, or a situation that you were close uh, closely evolved, involved in?
0: Um, for me personally, I've been very blessed mm-hmm. that. I've, I've had a couple of surgeries, and when I had surgery and was um, bedridden, um, people from the parish brought meals. And so it was just one less thing my wife had to t- take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very common that we, just in our outreach, it, we, we help those in need, whether it is within our parish, um, we help those in our community, Whether regardless of faith. Mm-hmm. If, if someone comes to us from our, from our area, in the mm-hmm. South County area, um, we have a St. Vincent de Paul society mm-hmm. that we, uh, very generous parishioners, help fund our St. Vincent de Paul and we don't turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. We, we have many different resources, many different ways that we can help, and we don't ask them, mm-hmm. you know, are you a Christian? Are you a Catholic? Are you... Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't matter. They're, they're a person in need, and we, we do everything to try to help them. Um, the, the mantra of St. Vincent de Paul is that we're we're here to give everyone a hand up Mm -hmm. to help them through a difficult time, a difficult situation. Um, Not necessarily to give handouts because some people will continue to um, rely on the generosity of others Mm -hmm. rather than trying to help themselves. And Mm -hmm. and in the end, we want people to pull themselves up and out of their current circumstance. Mm -hmm. And so, we we have um, we have a group of people that um, go to the men's homeless shelter in the city um, one evening a month uh, to serve hot meals at the homeless shelter. Um, we have we we help uh, poorer neighborhoods. Um, we take um, sack lunches to um, a an elementary school. Um, that in, in the city that, um, that are for children that if they, there are children that literally go home and have nothing to eat. Mm-hmm. There are children that um, if school is called off for a day, for a snow day or mm-hmm. whatever, they're disappointed because that may be the only meal they have that day. Yeah. And so they don't want school to be canceled. They don't look forward to summer because they they more often than not will have nothing to eat Hmm. and it's it's sad that Mm -hmm. you know in in our own neighborhoods in our own um communities just right here in in the st louis area that those type of situations exist and so we can't we can't do everything but we but we do what we can and um We have. We also have an outreach. We have a relationship with a a community in Uganda. Mm -hmm. So, so we we actually help families in Uganda, um, so that they can provide for themselves Mm -hmm. Um, through an organization in St. Louis. We um, they had um, these people would would build would build pens. And as soon as they had the pen built and we we were funding cows and and the cow is a it's a living ongoing way mm-hmm. for for these families to take care of themselves mm-hmm. because the cows give milk. Mm-hmm. the families use the milk for their sustenance, and what they don't need, they can trade mm-hmm. for grain for other ways so so mm-hmm. it's an ongoing living way for these people to, um, to live mm-hmm. um, we, we have water filtration systems that we're purchasing to help because of clean water mm-hmm. you know they, they have their rainy season and they have their drought season and, right. and so the, the things that we take for granted when we mm-hmm. turn the faucet on and off and just know that water is going to come out these people during the drought season aren't sure right. that they're going to have water so, again, it, it's, we feel that it's our responsibility to take care of everyone that we can.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It sounds like you're taking care of your church body and your community and then also reaching out, which is
0: the to, Great Commission. <laughs> to, yeah. the whole, to the whole St. Louis area, really, yeah. and yeah. to Africa.
1: Right. That's really cool. Um, What is one thing, or there can be more than one, but what's the most important thing that you would want people to understand about your faith?
0: I I think there are a lot of misconceptions about the Catholic faith. Like, we don't believe in the Bible. Um, And as we've discussed, nothing can be further Mm -hmm. than the truth. Um, The fact that we worship idols because we have statues in our church um, and nothing could be further from the truth, you know. It's, and, um, you know, the way I like to look at it is that in your home, I'm sure that you have pictures of your family hanging on the wall,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and on your nightstand, and where on the desk, and and whatever. And when you look at that picture, it it's a memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's it's something meaningful to you and and that's the way that i look at the statues if we have a statue of mary in our church it's because mary carried god's son jesus Mm -hmm. you know she is the mother of god Mm -hmm. and she's very important and you know we have a particular devotion to her as the mother of god in the Catholic Church, and so you'll find a statue of Mary in most Catholic churches. Mm-hmm. Um, Catholic churches are named after saints. Um, a lot of times, they're the, the apostles. We're Saint Simon. Yeah, Saint, Saint Simon, Simon the apostle. apostle. Yeah. And right right behind you in the corner is a statue of of Saint Simon. And now I'm not worshiping that statue. Mm-hmm. I'm not worshiping the statue of Mary. Um, in our church, we have a statue of Joseph holding the hand of the child Jesus, and it's a, it's a it's a very important image
2: mm-hmm.
0: of my role as a father, and and what Joseph mm-hmm. provided to Jesus as his foster father, and how difficult that must have been. Mm-hmm. That Joseph knew who his foster yeah. son was, and ra- and trying to raise him it had been a daunting task, and so. So when I look at that statue of Joseph holding little baby Jesus' hand, and Jesus is maybe five or six years old, I'm thinking, you know, it it brings reality mm-hmm. to the faith. Mm-hmm. It, it's not worship, it's it's not idolizing. Um, it's it's simply um remembering.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: And so there's and there's there's a lot of Oh, gosh. Um, Oh, one other important thing that I made a note of is that Catholics do not believe that we can earn our way into heaven. Okay. We do not. We believe firmly that we are only saved through the mercy of God. The grace and mercy of God—that okay. we we can't we can't do good our way into heaven. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that. Okay. Now, now we do believe, and this is in the the letter of Saint James in the New Testament, and it's other places that that um, Saint James says that our faith leads us to good right. works.
2: Right.
0: And and so. If we claim to have faith, but we're not doing anything with our faith, mm-hmm. then the question is how strong is our faith? Right. How real is our faith? Yeah. Or is it, is it more in my mind? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, in the end, we, Catholics do not believe that we can be ultra-philanthropists and earn our way into heaven. We just, we can't. We're not worthy. No one is worthy. Right. And so we're, we're saved only by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what we do in life does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that faith is a journey. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what we do each and every day with the gift of life that God has given us makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, because my, you know, we, we talked a little bit about your, your Baptist background and mm-hmm. my wife's Baptist background mm-hmm. and the once saved, always saved. Mm-hmm. And I, I never really understood that and I don't think I could even describe what that means mm-hmm. because as Catholics, we believe that our journey in, in the Christian life begins at baptism. Um, and, and it's a lifelong journey mm-hmm. and um, my response to when someone asked me if I've been saved I said yes I've been saved and I continue to be saved every day
2: Okay. All right.
0: so did that yeah,
1: <laughs> that was good I got through all of my stuff was there anything else any other notes that you made or things you wanted to touch on
0: You know, I, I think that, oh gosh, there's so many things we could talk about um, because we had so many questions. We talked about the crucifix and the importance Um, of that to, to the, to a Catholic, Um, the, the, the fact that we believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, that, Mm. that, um, that we believe in the, the sacrament of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. um individuals will say well why can't i just talk straight to god Mm -hmm. well you can talk straight to god um but we believe um in fact a um a priest friend told me one time that all christian denominations have reconciliation or sometimes called confession um it's just that um in, in other faiths they they call it therapy so, yeah. so, if, so if, if you if if you go and talk to your minister about a uh-huh. problem you're having, right, um, something that's weighing on your mind, something, uh-huh. maybe maybe that you've done wrong or feel bad about or whatever, and you just you just need to talk to somebody, uh-huh. um, that's really what reconciliation is. Okay. And and we believe that yeah we're we're confessing our sins to a priest, but we believe that the priest is acting in the person of Jesus. Right, yeah. Just like the priest at the altar at mass right. is, is, do, is, um, is doing what Jesus did at the last supper mm-hmm. and taking that bread and taking that wine and saying this is my body, this is my blood. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we truly believe and we, and we point specifically to um, the Gospel of John chapter six, it's called the bread of life discourse. Where Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall not have eternal life. And um, Jesus teaches many ways in the gospel. He uses parables. He, he uses mm-hmm. um, similes, hyperbole. He uses many different forms of teaching. But sometimes he uses just direct teaching. And he said, this is the way it is. Hmm. And when you, read God, when you read John chapter 6, you, you can only come to the conclusion that this is direct teaching that Jesus is saying that I'm going to give you my body and my blood, not only on the cross, but he gave it to them at the last supper as Mm -hmm. an ongoing reminder, as an ongoing sacrament, as an ongoing blessing that we can receive. And so we believe that, you know, going back to, to sacrament of Mm -hmm. confession, reconciliation is that while we're confessing our sins to the priest, um, the priest is sitting there in the person of Christ, and it is, easy, it is actually Jesus that is pouring out His graces and blessings upon us, and you know people people are nervous to go in. People don't like to go into the the confessional. Mm-hmm. I call yeah. it the penalty box, um, <laughs> and 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 admit that they've messed up, that they've right. done wrong. It's 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 nerve-wracking to to do that, yeah. and and it can be very uh, challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but but. Most people um, walk out of there with a smile on their face, yeah, because the priest will say your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And it's not the, the priest is using the words, but it's right. Jesus that is doing the forgiving. Right. So there's a you know I know the the sacrament of confession or reconciliation is unique to the Catholic Church, yeah, but um, in the fact that it's sacramental, but, right? Right. But yeah. everybody has it. It's just called maybe just called therapy, and it's non-sacramental other places. Right.
1: right. Can I ask you about praying to saints and praying to the Virgin Mary? Um, Absolutely. Oh, great question. That is different in our denominations.
0: Yeah. So, so I view that as um, it's not uncommon to ask someone to pray for you mm-hmm. or to pray for a special intention
2: mm-hmm.
0: whether it's a spouse a sibling a parent a whatever said or someone in your congregation say can you pray for me right. i'm having a hard time making a decision i'm having a hard time working through this situation mm-hmm. can you pray for me mm-hmm. and that's that's fair it's common we do that mm-hmm. and so um as catholics We we do not we we pray to the saints and to Mary for their intercession to God. Okay. Because we believe that they're close to God. Mm -hmm. You know, they've already fought the battle, they've won the battle, they're in heaven with God. Mm -hmm. And so why not ask these people, these individuals, the the mother of God, Mm -hmm. the saints. Um, why not ask these holy people to pray for us okay. to God? We're not, we're, not, we're not specifically praying to Mary. Okay. We're, 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 we're praying only to Mary for her intercession.
2: Okay, yeah.
0: So so when we pray the Hail Mary prayer, the, the end of it is, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. hmm now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hmm. So just that, that very common Catholic prayer. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the first part of the prayer is straight from scripture, from, from the Annunciation, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, hmm. and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. That comes from yeah. the archangel. So, um, so that part's straight from scripture. Then it becomes, then the second half of the prayer is personal. Where we say, Holy Mary, Mother of God. I think we can all agree on that part. And we just say, pray for us sinners. Mm -hmm. So we're asking Mary to pray for us. Now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So that that prayer is a great example of, we're not, we're not worshiping Mary and the saints. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're asking really for their intercession because we know that they are, Close to God, mm-hmm. okay. and so if if I'm going to ask my wife to pray for me, why would I not ask the Mother of God to pray for me too? Uh-huh. So, okay. but that's that, that's a really good question because there is a misconception that that we're you know why why go to Mary? Why not go straight to God? Right. Well, we go straight to God. Yeah. You know, I, I I pray. You know, one of the yeah. questions that we t- and that I was looking out mm-hmm. had to do yeah. with the trinity and how how would it, what role does the trinity play in my life and sometimes the the analogy is that for me is that mm-hmm. god the father creates mm-hmm. and so when i take a walk in the park or where i'm out when i'm outside or whatever i'm doing i look at all of creation and the beauty of creation mm-hmm. and i think of god the father mm-hmm. because he created everything when I think of God the Son, I think that he came to redeem. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: He, he came to forgive me for my stupidity. And God the Holy Spirit sanctifies.
2: Mm-hmm. God the
0: Holy Spirit makes us holy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and gives us that power, just as the Holy Spirit did on the apostles at Pentecost, mm-hmm. to, to, give them those, to give us those gifts that, that we need to persevere in life so you know that's just the way that i yeah kind of my uh when i when I look at the Trinity and I look at way you know you know who do I pray to, how do i pray okay. um
1: okay yeah, it's really good. is there anything else you had
0: so gosh um Um, you had a question about, do you pray? If so, how do you pray? Yeah, That's yeah. That's kind of, you know, in, um, you know, I, I try to make prayer just part of. And mm-hmm. I think for all of us, the more we can just make prayer part of our life, um, the more, mm-hmm. in, instead of waking up in the morning and thinking, oh gosh, do I need to get up? <laughs> can, I go, can I sleep for another 30 minutes? Maybe the first thing we could, and it's a mindset change, mm. and something we, like exercise, we have to condition ourselves to do, um, is maybe we just wake up and the first thing we do is thank God for another day. Yeah. Um, and and then just making prayer a part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think of times, and sometimes small things, like I was trying to make a repair on my car one time. and and I was struggling and getting frustrated because I couldn't get it fixed, I couldn't get it to work, and, and, and I finally just sat down in frustration. And, and this, this had gone on for some time, an hour, hour and a half, two hours. And, and I thought, okay, maybe I just need to pray on this. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I had it fixed in 10 minutes. It was, it was just one of those, and it was just one of those aha moments that you have. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, if I would have asked God to help me two hours ago, okay. I would have been long done. Yeah. But, but you, know, some, you know, we sometimes rely too much on ourselves. Yes. And, and we don't trust it's God. very much the
1: American mindset. We yeah. get sick, and our first thought is, okay, I should call the doctor, you know, yeah. instead of praying for the one who made us. Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: and we want to be in control right yeah, yeah. when we're not in control God's in control right. yeah. and the sooner we realize that the happier we'll be mm-hmm. the more joyful we'll be
2: yeah
1: so as far as like um, pre-written um, prayers the Lord's Prayer and the Hail Mary prayer are those usually used in church or do you use those personally
0: as well um both okay um so um we have a group of we have morning mass we have two morning masses every day, and after the second mass i um the rosary is prayed mm-hmm. and again, that's just a, a a series of our father hail mary glory be and 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 you know to me, those are meditational prayers okay so so i um, sometimes I'll find myself when I'm praying the Rosary that that maybe um, I may be meditating on a particular um, need or a um, a petition or a you know um, and and so I will um, I feel guilty because it's like oh they just pray a Hail Mary and I was I tuned out and and I think that's okay. Because, mm-hmm. because we're spending time, sometimes we want to tell God too much, and we don't listen. Mm. We don't spend enough time just listening to God. You know, in the, in the, in the silence of our rooms, our homes, of, mm-hmm. of, of church, or wherever it is, just take a few minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is, in your car, mm-hmm. and just listen to God, because prayer is a communication, and it's supposed to be a two-way street. And so while it's, it's nice that we have the prescribed prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Marys, the Glory Bees, and there's a, certainly a time and a place for those, um, Catholics also need to be better at spontaneous prayer, okay. where, where we just um, talk to God, a conversational Mm-hmm. And, and then there's times just to listen mm-hmm. because God can't talk to us if we're too busy talking to him mm-hmm. and yeah. so if, we, if we're allowing so much noise of our cell phones, of social media of, mm-hmm. of, of taking all of our prayer time to tell God what we want um, mm-hmm. and you know there's different types of prayer there's mm-hmm. uh, prayer of praise we just give praise to God there's prayer of thanksgiving where we give thanks to God uh, there's prayers of petition where we ask God for stuff mm-hmm. um, but then we need to take time just to listen mm-hmm. and you know sometimes I like to go into church when it's nice and quiet and 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 I I just go in there and I just sit mm-hmm. and I try to clear my mind I try to not think about everything I have to do or places I have to be or what's next on my agenda or whatever, but just empty my mind mm-hmm. and, and just try to listen to what God wants to tell me.
1: The Catholic faith also seems to um, have an appreciation for architecture and art that I think our denomination has missed out on, at least I feel as if... Um, I mean, when you visit the Cathedral Basilica in St. Louis, mm-hmm. it's a holy place, and there is space to sit and be in all of the beauty and um, the music and the just the artwork. Um, do you have something to say about that, as far as like art in in the place of uh, your faith? Well,
0: you know, again, I I think. That- it It seems that um, it goes back to the the Catholic faith being an unbroken chain from Adam and Eve all the way to today. Okay. that that we have that that apostolic tradition. We have the we have the the Jewish tradition in common, but then I think oftentimes the 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 beauty of the first 1,500 years of Christianity is mm-hmm. lost beyond the Catholic faith
2: hmm.
0: um, because it was around the year 1,500 that the right, Protestant Reformation, right. yes, but, and, and there, was, there was so much that happened in that, in that first 1,500 years. There were, there were hundreds of heresies hmm. which were, you know, different individuals would come forward and say, well, Jesus was not... Um, uh, was not the son of God. He may have been God, but he was not the son of God. Or, or he's not equal with God. Or um, th- there are any number of heresies that, um, that the Catholic Church in the first 500 years at least and more that, that had to refute and say, no, that's mm-hmm. not right. That's, mm-hmm. that's not what we believe. That's not what our Christian faith tells us. And so there's, there's a whole... 1,500 years of, of, of Catholic Christian history and architecture right. that is often missed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially probably, I imagine, over here in America where we have a younger country and we don't have necessarily all that history around us. Um, yeah, that is something I've really appreciated about Catholic churches yeah. is that there is an appreciation of Aesthetic art, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I certainly don't mean to be in any way critical or disparaging of mm-hmm. my Christian brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. not the non-Catholics. It's it's not it's not meant mm-hmm. to be that way. It's um, because again, my my dad was mm-hmm. not Catholic. My wife yeah. grew up non-Catholic. Her whole family's not catholic yeah. and so yeah. um, and so they're and you know, the Catholic Church has had its issues, has had its problems, and totally acknowledged, absolutely. Um, but, but there's also the beauty um, that is sometimes missed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I also think, as, as far as art, I'm, I'm just stuck thinking about art right now, that when we create art, we are acting out the image of God in us. God created this beautiful world You know, beauty really has no purpose except for his glory. Um, But he created this beautiful world and then created us. And insofar as we're made in his image, it seems as if we are supposed to also make things beautiful. Um, So I I feel as if while the church is people, the church is a a people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There is still, I suppose, value in in art,
0: I, I mean, maybe that's. absolutely, and just appreciating art, whether it's right. whether it's paintings or mm. whether it's sculptures right. or yeah. what what whatever yeah. it is, yeah. it's you know mm-hmm. it's just uh, uh, to me it's a it's a beautiful way to honor God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you are a phenomenal person to do this assignment with because I found it's just been really easy to talk with you I really appreciate your time I appreciate your um your perspective and just uh your love for people just kind of shines through when you're when you're speaking and uh anyway thank you so very much
0: well I've enjoyed it as well thank you for coming over
1: thank you so much